Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. So uh, I got to say right away, I have been procrastinating recording this podcast episode. Oh, so last week I talked about anxiety. Um, I got a lot of really beautiful response from that show. So thank you. Thank you all for listening and resonating. But I spoke last week about anxiety that I've been feeling a lot of anxiety lately and it's been overwhelming. And I shared about a pretty horrible panic attack I had. And, you know, yeah, you can listen to that show if you haven't already. But that was last week. And uh, well, guess what? It's been uh, it's been a week and uh, anxiety is still here. <laughs> I really didn't want to have another episode talking about anxiety. I have been waiting to feel better, to feel different, for something to change, um, for something to be fixed, right? For some other like state of mind to arrive or for me to at least, at the very least, have some sort of epiphany about this anxiety that I can share with you. So I've been really procrastinating recording this episode because I don't want to talk about my fucking anxiety, but here I am. I have I have no other option but to just sit here the way I am and speak from the heart the way I am, even though it's not where I want to be. So feels good to get that off my chest, to be honest. You know, sometimes I have this, I have this idea that I want this podcast to be really inspirational. You know, I want to, I want it to be wise and for it to be this great resource people can go to feel like they can relate and to get the tools to feel good and all these, like I have this idea about what I want or what I think this podcast should be. Right. And then uh, often, often, more often than not, it's not that right? Or at least <laughs> it doesn't start out that way. It's not what I put it, you know, it's not in the box of where I put the show to become. I often end up just sharing what's happening in my own life and where I am. And then somehow that ends up relating. And somehow at the end of it all, it becomes inspiring to some people, you know, I guess. I don't know. I probably shouldn't talk about myself 
uh, I can't talk about myself or the work I do or anything around this show even um, right now because I am in a really negative spiral where pretty much every thought that I have coming up in the back of my head is a negative one. And it sucks. It really, really sucks. And it really sucks to experience that. I mean, anyone who can resonate when you have that inner critic at the back of your head get extra loud. And sometimes it's kind of like that inner critic moves in to just stick around. And of course, you know, or I think that's the case for a lot of us, our anxiety is paired with the inner critic, or sometimes the inner critic triggers the anxiety. And then the anxiety triggers the inner critic, and you end up in this really negative downward spiral where it just feels like everything is terrible. And then you have that inner voice affirming that everything is terrible. And then you feel terrible. And then, you know, round and round you go. And that's my my inner voice right now. The past two weeks, honestly, hasn't been a very loving voice. Hasn't been a very kind voice. Hasn't been. I have had a really hard time accessing my inner best friend. Yeah, I mean, right now, my my inner critic is telling me that nothing is safe. That's the big theme, big topic for me over the past two weeks, that that it's not safe to be here, that we're not well, that there are all kinds of dangers and things I need to really worry about when it comes to me and the well-being of my family and especially my daughter. I'm having a lot of really hard, difficult thoughts about illness and sickness and death and dangers and things I normally feel like I have a pretty pretty good grip on in a sense. And right now, everything, I don't know if it's it's like I, I have a little bit, I feel a little bit of like a, a little bit of hypochondria right now, uh, to be honest. I don't know if that's a term I can just throw around. I'm, I'm sure that's a diagnosis and I have not been diagnosed with that. But whatever you would call this kind of obsessing over health, right? Obsessing, like obsessive thoughts around well-being and health. And I haven't been able to... I haven't been able to turn that voice off or even to to mute it or to lower the volume of that voice, at least in a long, in a long time. And I'm sharing that now, you know, as this person who has so many tools, right? I think I have more self-care tools than the average person. I have so many blessings. I have so many resources and support and, you know, all of this. And I and I'm having a really, really hard time. And however much I would have loved for this to be a show where I talk to you about my grand epiphany about life and how everything now makes sense and, you know, or at least share with you some tools or pieces of advice of some kind for something like this is not going to be that kind of podcast because I feel, feel like I'm lost in a big dark sea with no life jacket, no lifeboat, no buoy, just me floating in the dark. Oh my God, this is good. This is sounding really depressing. <laughs> it is sounding really depressing. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. 
They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Let me share a little bit about where I am right now. So Dennis and I and Leah, we drove about seven hours south. We are in a place called Öland right now, which is an island on the east coast of Sweden. It's like a very vacation-y, really beautiful place. Our best friends, Patrick and Olivia, they have a summer house here, or Olivia's parents have. They actually have a bakery and a bed and breakfast and a restaurant here. And it's so beautiful. And that's kind of like adding insult to injury in a sense, like feeling overwhelmed with anxiety and feeling like everything is terrible and feeling panicky and, and all of this stuff that I'm having a hard time managing. It's, 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 it almost feels laughable feeling that way when the sun is shining and you're with people that you love in a beautiful place. Like, I mean, not that it would be better if I was with people who hate me in a horrible place and it was pouring rain and freezing cold or something. Not that that would be better, but somehow it's like, I'm supposed to feel great, right? I'm supposed to be enjoying myself. I'm supposed to, it's like this added layer of not only do I feel anxious almost every moment of the day, but I also have this added layer of guilt, right? I shouldn't feel anxious, like I'm so blessed. I have so many blessings. We have such great friends. We have such it's such a beautiful place. I should not be feeling this way. I should be grateful. That's what my my inner guilt tells me. I should be more grateful. I should be happy. I should be content. I should just look around and embrace the beauty of this place and I should smile more and I should also I should be more easygoing. That's a huge topic for me, this inner voice telling me I should relax, right? I should, I should be more easygoing. And truth of the matter is, I am none of those things right now. There are many variations of my life and many versions of me where I am super relaxed, where I am really easygoing, where I can go with the flow. But this is not one of those times at all. So um, we get here. And uh, I had already, you know, since last week, this anxiety and this panic attack I had and having a hard time sleeping and but kind of feeling like I'm dealing with it. It's going to get better. It's going to go away and it's not going away. Right. And then every single thing that comes my way that isn't just wonderful or that doesn't show up with tons of ease is a trigger. It's kind of like that Olivia asked me yesterday, like, but where does this anxiety come from? Like, you're not normally an anxious person. Like, this is this is new. She's like, I don't know you like this. What is it? And I, and I went, well, it feels like anxiety is just in my body. 
And anything can be a trigger. It's just waiting for any kind of trigger, any tiny thing to not go my way or any tiny thing to feel out of control, like a tiny moment of feeling unsafe. And then all of a sudden it just takes over where normally it takes a lot for me to get this anxious. Like I I need like some sort of big factual thing. You know, I was anxious when we found out we had been living in toxic mold for eight years before we got our test results. And I was like, are we going to die? Do we have cancer? You know, there were so many unknowns. And that made sense in a way. Like I could point to something. Okay, I I have anxiety because of this, right? But now it's more like anxiety is just at the undercurrent of everything every day. And everything has become a trigger, you know. Like we get here, I mean, even before we we drove here and it's time for us to pack and I start getting totally like frenzied about like, we're, I'm going to forget something. I'm going to miss something. Something's not going to like, I'm going to be in the car halfway down there and realize I left the light on or I left the oven on. Like I started obsessing about all this stuff that was, wasn't even happening. Right. And then I'm making packing lists and really obsessing about like making sure I pack everything. And we're just away for a week. And it's not like we're going somewhere crazy. Like we're just going to this very casual place to spend time with our best friends in the same country. We're always like, we're not going to the airport even. Like it's just a casual little trip and we can choose how long we want to be here. We said like maybe a week. Like we don't know. We don't have like a firm even. Like we have a lot of space to choose. And I got so stressed out feeling like I had to pack everything perfectly and and it, it feels so stupid like even sharing this now like I feel I feel stupid like why why did I get so anxious around that what was the point in that and of course I get that there's this overarching need to control right it's like I feel out of control right now and when I feel out of control I try to control everything in every area of my life I can control a little bit you know, I think it's going to bring me more ease, which it actually doesn't. But micromanaging the packing, you know, writing lists, making sure double checking, triple checking, quadruple checking. It's like how my anxiety manifests in this more material, tangible way. And then so we get in the car and all of a sudden I feel totally uneasy in the car driving. Like (laughs) Dennis said, I was a pain in the ass. Like we, we got here after seven hours and Olivia and Patrick are like, so how was the drive? And then Dennis is like, yeah, Leia was, Leia was easy. <laughs> At least Leia was easy. At least it was easy. Like the four-year-old was not the problem. Like I was the problem. Um, Like every, at every turn, I was just kind of gasping. Like I had this feeling like we're going to crash the car. Like, and I always like normally trust Dennis's driving. Like he's never, He's never crashed crashed a car. We've never had an accident. I've never had a bad experience with him ever. But all of a sudden, I don't trust his driving. I'm like convinced we're going to drive off the side of the road. So every little like turn, every time he accelerated, like the whole drive down was just so anxiety ridden. I felt totally unsafe in the car with my own husband. (laughs) Like doesn't, doesn't make sense. And then we get here. And this is like, I hate sharing this. I was talking to Olivia about this today because I feel really ashamed. But we get here and I am so used to sleeping in random houses now, right? Like we've been uh, Airbnb hopping since March and it's almost August. So you would think that by now I am like more easygoing with just arriving at a random house, right? And unpacking and feeling chill about that. I don't. Every time we get to a new place, I get super anxious about the state 
of the house. Um, I start wondering, does this house have mold? How old is this house? Right now we're staying and it's so fucking kind and beautiful. Like Olivia's parents like rearranged and really like worked to figure something out so that we could come. Like they really wanted us to join and we're staying at Olivia's grandmother's house. And, uh, and I know I should just be so fucking grateful that I have this mega blessing of, of friends, like inviting us to stay and getting us a free place to stay. Like how blessed and beautiful is that? And then we get here and my anxiety ridden brain grows. I bet this house has mold. It's an old house. And uh, it's like a summer cabin kind of house and no one lives here permanently. So, you know, there's, I, I don't know, just immediately I start, instead of like appreciating the beauty of this place and the garden, there's a plum tree in the garden that's super beautiful. And it's like right next to the main house. So it's just like a little walk, walk through the woods. And like Olivia and Patrick stay here all the time. Like it's a great house. It's just like a standard summer, Swedish summer cabin, basically. And my brain is like, I don't know if it's safe for us to sleep here. I, I feel like it does. It, it smells a little musty. But then I'm like, I can't tell the difference. Is it my brain telling me it smells a little bit moldy? Or is it like, is, is my anxiety putting things there that aren't really there? Dennis can't tell anything. I start looking around the house like for old water damage. And there's an AC here. I'm like, Dennis, can you please, can you check the like check the filters on the AC. I go into the bathroom. Like I just, I, I get completely hyper vigilant, and this feeling that like it's not safe to be anywhere. It just it takes over my whole fucking brain. It's like I can't objectively be the normal version of Rachel anymore. I can't just, <laughs> I can't just roll with the punches and just I don't know. It's like this. It's like it's like another version of me. It's like there's an like an alien has taken over my brain and all it sees is that everything is bad and nothing feels okay. And I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much that we get here and I spend the whole first like 12 hours. Yeah. Feeling bad, you know, because then it becomes like, okay, wait, well, so what if we start feeling bad what if I you know I start feeling sick what if it what if there's mold like that's an actual possibility too we're gonna have to deal with this for for the rest of our lives anyone who's been ill with mold knows that this is just this is just what the rest of your life is every time you go someplace new you're gonna do these kinds of checks right because staying in a moldy home even for a week can bring you back to point a like bring you back to zero right like to where you started in your in your healing journey right it's it can be really 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 bad but I don't want to be this person. Like I, I don't want to be the person that, that gets to a new place. And instead of just feeling gratitude and excitement to be in a beautiful spot feels anxiety and a need to control and a need to fix and like this hypervigilant state that just takes all the joy away from the experience, like all of it. And then what? What if, what if there's mold here? What am I going to do? Tell my friend, sorry. <laughs> We can't stay here. Like we're going to be those high maintenance, horrible people now that that have to be difficult instead of being grateful. Like, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to deal with this shit. <sighs> like I, I feel this massive sense of frustration and not only am I dealing with this anxiety now, which in a lot of ways, you know, if I bring, if I do my best to bring forward my inner best friend and I talk to myself in a more loving voice, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. 
that this anxiety is here. We have dealt with some major loss around this area of our lives, right, this year. And this fear, especially the fear around mold and health, like it is a valid one because we literally were still going through that. So yeah, maybe it's not completely nonsensical that I feel this anxiety around this kind of stuff. And maybe I can be a little more compassionate and kind and loving toward myself instead of beating myself up about feeling this way. But it's just, it's just a bummer. (laughs) It's just a bummer. It's just a bummer, like all of it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And I tell Dennis, like, okay, we're going we're gonna to see how we feel. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's just my brain, right? It's just my anxiety. It's nothing else. Let's just spend a lot of time outside. Like, we're just going to, you know, sleep. I'm sure it's fine. I don't want to make, I don't want to even, I don't want to tell anybody. Like, I just feel stupid, you know? And then the next day, two things happen. I get a massive headache and I had a headache the whole day. And then Leah, who like she has eczema, which is an effect of the mold. And it's it's pretty good. Like overall, it's there's always a little bit of it left. We're still on the detox and everything. So it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, when we are settled in a place and I have more control of things like how we sleep and you know, sheets and like cooking. And there's just a lot of things that feel out of my control now because we're hopping from place to place and we're not settled anywhere. So it's like, okay, I'm okay with her having a little bit of eczema. Like that's fine. But then she has a flare up and it gets really bad and I, I lose my shit. <laughs> and that happened yesterday. She got a flare up and she, we wake up in the morning and it's all over the back of her legs. And of course, it's like, I don't know. Is it that she, she, she had two days of eating pretty shitty food? Like she had two days of eating more sugar than normal. She had she had ice cream. Like she had more sugar. She normally doesn't have a lot of sugar. She did the last two days. And then on the drive down, we had to stop at a fast food place. And I'm like, okay, she's eating like shitty food these these couple of days. She's had a lot of things she normally doesn't eat. And like it could just be that, right? Or there's mold here. <laughs> I don't know, right? I don't know which one is the truth. But my head starts going just haywire. Just like, okay, okay. Like just this feeling of like, okay, it's not, we're not okay. We're not okay. We're not okay. We're not okay. And I know the answer to all of this. And this is like the funny thing where your your mind starts playing tricks on you too. I, 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 I think or my brain makes me think that the solution to all of this is to jump into fixing mode. Right. So like what if I not not only like now, like find a new place to live and all this stuff like that doesn't even feel like the biggest thing. But like, okay, I need to find us a home. I need to find us a house. I need to find Leia a new school. I need to make a major life decision. And that decision needs to start now. Like we need to set roots now, 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 now. So I can work on improving Leia's health and so that we can go deeper into detoxing all this bad stuff that's in our bodies and make sure we're not exposed again. And I can do this and this and this and this and this. And then around this house where we are, like, let's just sleep with the windows open. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. 
But actually, you know, the solution, if there is one, is to stop doing all those things, right? It, it doesn't actually help me. It doesn't bring me any sense of ease. It doesn't bring me any kind of peace at all. All it does is it has me spiraling and I start spinning, right? And it's almost like, <laughs> almost like I need a, I need a person or I need like, I don't know, I'm thinking like, is there like a notification I can have on my phone? Like, hey, reminder, like, like, you know how there's, you can put limits on your apps. Like if you're on, I have a limit on my app. I want to be on Instagram no more than one hour a day. So when I've spent an hour with Instagram, like on Instagram, my phone shuts Instagram down and says like limit exceeded, right? And then of course you can choose like ignore and you can go back to the app because it doesn't override your decision as a human or you go, okay, like my hour's up. I'm not, not going to go on it again. And then you can't open Instagram for the rest of the day without disabling that thing. So almost wish there was a similar thing for when you're on WebMD at two in the morning, like how much time is healthy to spend spiraling about your family's health <laughs> in the middle of the night? Like I probably there's zero amount of time where that's actually helpful, right? So what happened after I had that whole thing and, you know, I had a headache in the day yesterday and then finally at the end of the day, I start relaxing a little bit. Like the sun was setting. It was really beautiful. We went to a restaurant, had a really nice meal. I had a glass of wine. It was like everything was just like calming down. I was calming down. And then I'm sitting there with Leia on my lap and I'm just like kind of stroking her hair and I see on, in the middle of her back, she has a tick. And the tick is, it's microscopic. It's like, it was honestly a miracle I even fucking saw that thing because it's smaller than a freckle. Like she has freckles on her body way smaller than this. And I don't even know how I caught it. Like I just, I was brushing her. I don't, I don't know. It was just when I really zoom in, like I really look, you can see it's attached and has little legs, but it's a tiny, tiny, tiny tick. And this whole year, we've been in Sweden for an entire, I mean, this whole, since March. And we've been in nature constantly. And there are ticks here everywhere. It's like every place that's like this, every place with tall grass and all this stuff. And I have been totally fine. People have been asking me a lot, even when I get DMs from people, when I share a video and it's like us walking barefoot in the grass or lounging in the grass or we're out in the woods or whatever, People are like, aren't you worried about ticks? Aren't you worried about Lyme disease? Aren't you worried about this? And I haven't been. I've had like a normal level of monitoring that. Like like, like every time Le Leia takes a shower or a bath, I check her. And I'm not like with a magnifying glass and a flashlight obsessively freaking out about every inch of her body. No, like, like a regular, I think, I'm assuming, a regular parent. I just give her a quick check and I'm checking like back of her ears, you know, her hairline and her armpits, like creases that are hard to see, right? And right when we came to Sweden, like a couple of weeks in, she got a tick when we were at the the house, like the cabin that was more in the woods, which was the more most naturey place we've been all year. She had a little tick. It wasn't as small as this one. It was a bigger one. It's still small. This one was like almost not visible to the naked eye. So still a small one. It was in between her shoulder blades and her upper back. And I just got a tweezer, took it off, like it released right away and took a breath and I was like, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Like she's fine. And I checked like a couple of days later to see if she, um, if she had a rash or anything, nothing happened, no fever, no symptoms, nada, like everything's fine. And I have been that relaxed about the whole thing, even when people write me worried about her, you know, because of course 
yeah, other people telling you things can trigger stuff. I haven't been worried at all. And then last night, of course, because I'm in this like two week anxiety wave, I find this tiny, tiny, tiny tick. And I'm like, okay, this is so tiny that if they're this tiny, they probably don't matter, right? Like that's literally what I said. This is so tiny. This doesn't even count as a tick. Like there's no way this tiny thing could carry any kind of disease, right? Let me just Google that real quick. <laughs> Go to Google. <laughs> and, I, and I put like microscopic tick plus disease, I think I put, or I put like microscopic tick plus dangerous. I put something like that. And uh, what do you know? Whoop-dee-doo-dah. The most dangerous kind of tick there is, is that kind of tick. <laughs> so I am now, uh, I'm also a tick expert. I'm not only a mold expert, I'm a tick expert now because I spent all of last night deep, deep, deep in the rabbit hole of WebMD and Reddit and forums and bullshit that I just, oh God, I, I wish there was that little thing on your phone that went, hey, mom, like go to bed. Don't do this to yourself. But yeah, so there are the certain stages uh, in the growth life, in the life cycle of a tick. And these tiny, tiny, tiny ones that you can barely see are called nymph ticks. And these ones that are here are deer ticks because there's a shit ton of deer. We see deer every day. And deer are the ones that carry the ticks that have the most disease. And when they are this tiny, they have the highest chance of carrying Lyme or TBE or the worst things. Like even, you know, and then you go down the rabbit hole of Lyme disease. It's like you, you get fucking Lyme disease for life, right? I mean, that shit debilitates you in so many different ways. And people live with it and people can be fine and you can be fine and then have a flare up and then, you know, but it's like not something you want your four-year-old kid to get, Right. Um, so I, I start going into studies, which is what I do. Like, and this is something that, that happens when my brain goes into overdrive, complete overdrive as I start researching and researching and researching, and it doesn't help at all. It doesn't give me any tools. doesn't give me any peace. It's just, I just couldn't stop. Right. It's this very unhealthy way to cope with anxiety that I have and I couldn't stop. And I found a study that says 35% of nymph ticks of this kind of deer tick carries Lyme. And um, when I went to take this one off, like we left, as soon as we left dinner, we went home and uh, I got a tweezer, cleaned a tweezer. And because we're on vacation, like I didn't even bring, I have a little herbal pharmacy that I normally like, use. I didn't bring that because we're just here on a casual vacation. So all I have, I have a little bit of colloidal silver and some tea tree oil, which is like the only antimicrobial stuff that I had. And I get the tick off, it released right away. And then I check her and I like obsessively check her. Like we're talking magnifying glass and a flashlight. And I found two more, like one on her inner thigh and another one on her neck. And they're the same kind of, the same size, right? They're tiny, 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 tiny. So, you know, I got them off. One didn't release properly. You know, it's like that. It was so tiny. It was almost like impossible for me to just grab the tick and not grab her skin. Right. And I go down this rabbit hole of Google. Right. And I find out, okay, so 35% chance that one of these nymph ticks carries Lyme. Okay. So um, she had three. Right. We've already exceeded the 100% probability. <laughs> like that was just it for me last night. It was like, oh, okay, 35% chance. Okay. And she had three. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's that. Okay. Like, like we can just like pack up and go home, I guess. Like, let's go to the hospital. Let's, and then it becomes this other thing of, 
well, if it turns out she does have it, which it's, you know, it was two in the morning at that point. I am like freaking myself out. Everyone else is sleeping. <laughs> it's like, what, what can I do about this right now? Like, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. And this is not helpful. Probably the most helpful thing I could have done would have been to go to bed, right? Like that would have been a helpful thing to do. But no, I just stayed in this rabbit hole, making myself more and more and more and more and more anxious. And even so, if it, if it would turn out that she or me or Dennis or whoever, but focus focusing on her now, because that's, that's the fear that I have. If she has Lyme, would I want to treat that the conventional way, like the way that they would if you go to the hospital here, as she's also struggling with mold illness? Probably not, right? And then I start like, you know, I was making appointments with consultants, <laughs> with naturopaths and homeopaths and functional doctors and proper doctors and you know figuring out how long does it take to develop in the body like if you would do a Lyme disease like blood check like would you even know etc cetera, etc cetera. and like and how would you treat that and then I need this kind of medication I can't get that here I need these kinds of herbs I don't have that here I need this you know at the end of it all it's like there's nothing really I could do right and then if I really zoom out and it's like, okay, probably she's 100% fine, right? If I really look at the probability of her, like, you know, not being okay, like probably she's totally fine. Um, I bet there is thousands of parents that pick the same amount of ticks off their kid and they just called it a day and that was it. They never thought about it again and their kid never got sick and that's that, right? Like I know that. And when I went into my DMs on Instagram, which is also like a bad place to be when you're anxious about health, you know, there's probably an equal amount of people. No, not equal. Most people are really concerned about about Lyme, which in Swedish we call Borrelia. Um, but then there's some people like, oh, but like someone was like, I'm a biologist. I spend most of my time like in the woods and in, in tall grass and stuff. Like I've picked like thousands of ticks off of myself. I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that that makes me feel good, right? Like people who would say that, oh, but like my kid that gets, gets sticks all the time, like they're fine, they're fine, relax, everything's okay. And then there's people who are like, oh my goodness, get her on a protocol right now. Like, do you have this? Do you have that? Have you started this? Have you done this medication? Have you done? And then I'm like, I don't know what to what to do, right? So I've been putting colloidal silver on it several times a day and what I've learned and maybe this is helpful for someone out there like obvious obviously I mean if this is not clear by now I'm not a doctor if if I need to preface this with anything I'm also still spiraling with anxiety so probably you shouldn't take any of my advice today at all but what I've learned is that there is a protocol if you're prepared with this stuff when your kid or you get a new bite like a new tick bite there are certain things you can do right away to help keep you safe. And one of those things is to apply like an antimicrobial directly onto the bite. And that could be like an, like an oregano oil or something like that. And then do that several times and then use bentonite clay or some kind of clay binder. And it's funny because we actually have been taking a lot of similar kind of binders, but from the inside because it attaches like toxins and bad things like attached to the binders like it literally binds with them and then you release it through your detox pathways so you can do that on a bite that you're worried might have been infected with something too like you make a paste with this clay and then you put it on the bite and you put a band-aid over it and you do that like throughout the course of a couple of days um, I have no sh fucking clue if this works 
okay, there's like three functional medicine doctors that I that I follow online who had these kinds of like this kind of information. I don't know if that works. I have no idea. But I feel like just the act of being able to do it afterwards would probably ease my mind feeling like, okay, I did something about it, right? Versus just like, I just let it go. But <laughs> oh my God, I am so hoping that this is not the kind of podcast where I'm talking about things that make me anxious and I'm also making you anxious. Okay, bear with me. All right, as I said, this is like a hard time for me to be recording this episode, but this is where I am. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Anyway, I ended up ordering a bunch of stuff online in the middle of the night that will all take more than a week to get here. So there's nothing I can do about that right now, right? Like there's literally nothing I can do about this right now. Aside from call the the doctor, which I did, and they were like, oh, did you did you get the whole takeout? And I'm like, yeah. Ah. Does she have a rash? I'm like, no. Does she have a fever? No. Does she have any symptoms of any kind? No. Okay, well, <laughs> like, stop being crazy. <laughs> Hang up the phone and go enjoy the summertime. You know, it's like, there's <laughs> there's nothing wrong with your kid. <laughs> like, why, 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 why am I like this? Okay. So um, this is where I am right now. And then today, you know, like I'm keeping an eye on all, all of this and everything's fine. Like, I'm sure she's fine. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm lying. I'm just saying that to like make myself sound better for this show. Like I'm not as crazy as I actually am. I'm not sure she's fine. I'm actually kind of convinced like she has a deadly disease of some sort, like at this point in my life. Like I'm kind of convinced everything is terrible. We're all going to die. <laughs> And I mean, I know eventually we're all going to die, but like, I'm kind of convinced like we're all going to die right now. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's because it's funny, <laughs> but it's actually the way I feel. Like, what is it about anxiety that does this to us? Like, normally I'm a really capable person. Okay. Like I have, like I, I, I have my, I run my own business and <laughs> I'm a, I'm a grown up. I'm an, adult I'm a mother <laughs> like I manage my own money I have employees like normally I am a capable person like what is happening to me right now that's putting me in this place where I feel like I'm like a puddle of just panic like I And um, I wish I had a really beautiful way to end this show where like, oh, but now everything makes sense. Or, hey, let's do a meditation together where we we allow the anxiety and we hold space and we breathe and we drop into the body. I can't do that right now. I just can't. It's not where I am. So when I sit with that of like, okay, you know, I 
I give myself enough space to just feel what I'm feeling, which is really overwhelming and hard. Um, the only thing I've been able to be to do actually the past couple of days is to drink tea. I've been sitting with with my tea, basic mostly because it it's it takes less effort than meditation. Sometimes I I put a lot of pressure on my meditation practice that it has to be a certain way, or that it's hard for me to meditate when I'm not feeling at peace. Like that's an idea, like a limiting belief I have. But with tea, there's something very calming around the ritual of it. It creates this very safe container for me to to just be with myself in a sense. And even when I'm doing that, it's like, okay, I'm drinking my tea. <laughs> and I did that this morning. <laughs> I did that this morning sitting in the grass, right? So isn't this like super ironic? Like I spent the whole night in complete panic over ticks, right? That my child probably contracted playing in the grass. And then I counter that by going out in the grass. I mean, I put a big blanket down, but still (laughs) sitting there having my like peaceful moment and my anxiety, breathing with myself and oh, everything's okay. And and I don't feel okay. And then I just, I just look around and I realize, oh my God, there are probably ticks everywhere. (laughs) I'm sitting in a sea (laughs) of ticks right fucking now and this is my remedy (laughs) to my anxiety about the ticks I mean I have to laugh I have no other option but to laugh and this is the thing like when we spiral in this way life becomes unmanageable life becomes unlivable right if I'm gonna let my fear about mold lead the way like actually lead the conversation like actually drive the car of my life you know I, I'm not going to be able to ever, ever go anywhere. I'm not going to be able to to travel. I'm not going to be able to stay at any person's house. I'm not going to be able to go to a single Airbnb. I'm not going to be able to go anywhere or do anything, right? It will be completely debilitating if I let that anxiety lead, right? Same with my fear, my sudden fear for ticks, right? If I let that fear lead the way, it means I can never set foot out in nature ever again. (laughs) Like, and are these two scenarios, scenarios I can consider living with, like to never be in nature again, to never travel or (laughs) be in a house again? No, like those are actual impossibilities. Like I cannot, I cannot allow for that and and still be able to live my life. Like I, I, I can't. So there has to be this moment of, there has to be this, this moment of allowing for a shift, you know, like how can I allow for this feeling to be here? So I'm not rejecting and resisting myself, right? Or adding a layer of guilt the way I was now. I should be grateful, but I feel panicked. It doesn't help when I tell myself, it's like you're feeling panic and someone is like, just relax, I mean, that's the worst thing you can say to a person who's freaking out is just relax. Like, no, if I could just relax, I would fucking just relax, you know, and then telling you telling yourself you're supposed to be grateful when you're panicking. Like, that's not helpful. Right. So what is helpful? Hmm. That's a really good question. <laughs> what is helpful? Immediate, I can sense, like my hand just went to my heart. I ask, like I'm asking you, but I'm asking myself, like what is helpful for me right now? It's helpful to ask that question. Like that already on its own feels helpful. 
when I ask myself, like, what's helpful right now? That, <laughs> that felt helpful. So I guess the, the practice of checking in, right? The practice of checking in with our needs versus checking in with what to fix. Because that's how I get, at least for me, that's how I get stuck with the anxiety is I let my head lead the way. And my check-in happens from that mind place of how do I fix this? What do I need to fix the situation? Versus what do I need, right? What does my heart need? What does my soul need? What do I need right now? The answer to what do I need right now probably isn't spending four hours on Google in the middle of the night, <laughs> Googling infectious tick-borne disease. That's probably not it. <laughs> Just like hot, like guess, wild guess. No, I don't think so. You know, but that, that ability to do a little check-in. So to zoom out, step away, like change of scenery so that you actually can hear yourself or feel yourself or be present with yourself, I think is really helpful, which I guess in a sense is what I'm doing with a tea, right? When I'm not freaking out about ticks while drinking tea, but I step away from that spiraling place and I go into the ritual of tea and that's helpful. Right. So checking in with yourself and figuring out how how can you meet those needs, you know, whatever the need is. And sometimes I'm sure there's a degree of things where it is helpful to research and to write lists and to get into that like fact checking kind of place. But we can't stay there. We can't let the mind tell us what we need to for the anxiety to go away and then just stay there. We can't. I mean, we can, but it doesn't take us any good, any place good, right? We need to get to that place where we can actually let the body lead the way or listen to the body and what the body is saying, you know? So if I listen to my body right now, like, what do I need? What is helpful? You guys, I need a place to live. <laughs> And I know in a, in a big way, it's my, my, my mind talking, but it's also my, my soul. I mean, it really is. I feel it in every, every fiber of my being. And it's, it's part of that is it's, yeah, that's, that's another thing to fix, right? That's another thing I can't figure out. But if I really go to that place of like, what do I need? I need a place that feels like home. A place that feels really safe and we did make the decision that September 1st we're going to go back to Aruba and we're going to go back to our old house and uh, it's supposed to be all good it's completely remediated but it's also like there's that one part of me that's like is it going to be okay for me for a person that for the family that has been severely ill is it like a hundred and ten percent medically remediated well or is it just you know totally fine for people who aren't mold sick totally fine for people who aren't living there for eight ten plus years I don't know so there's part of that that just feels 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 scary feels uncertain feels unsettled and also knowing that Aruba is not where I want to be long term going to Aruba just means I'm delaying finding that long-term home right? I, I, I feel it in my bones. Aruba isn't home anymore. So I'm just delaying that process even more by, by not finding that home now. <laughs> but 
But then again, now, in this moment, here now, talking to you, what's helpful? I can't find a, a home right now. <laughs> can't figure that one out right now. So what is helpful? I think I, I think I need a hug. <laughs> and I mean, like, like Dennis hugs me all the time, but he gives me that kind of like, my wife's a little crazy and a lot to handle right now kind of hug. You know what I mean? <laughs> Any high maintenance people out there who's, partner is like used to that like I think I need a just a really present really solid really really grounded I got your back and you're not alone kind of hug yeah <sighs> that would be helpful you know the good thing about that is I can ask for that <laughs> and, um, and, I'll, and I'll receive it. <laughs> I can't ask to have my life plan figured out for whatever home is going to be to just magically manifest. But I can ask for a, a real present hug and I can receive it. <sighs> so that made me relax. Did you hear that breath I just took? <laughs> hmm. yeah that's that's it I don't want to go into that place of like listing more and more and more and what do I need and what do I need I think when you when you are in that place of spiraling with your anxiety and you arrive at a place where you actually can check in and be present in your body even if it's just for a moment and you find one thing that you actually need that's actually helpful that's actually available well you go meet that need right away right you don't go back into the figuring things out and thinking and researching and wondering no you go meet that need right away so this is my cue to end this show <laughs> so that I can go on the little walk through the forest and find my husband and my best friends and ask them to hold me for a little while <sighs> and I'm sorry about this podcast <laughs> I'm sorry this podcast sucks I'm sorry I suck I'm sorry I'm a terrible person and everything is horrible <laughs> I'm sorry this podcast sucks and you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Thank you. If you made it all the way here, thank you. Thank you. And I don't know where I'll be on this journey come next week, but time will tell. If you need a hug, now is a really good time to go ask for one. Bye. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I got to admit, it was a challenging one for me to record. So thank you for listening. And of course, a massive thank you to all my sponsors. Please make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoyed the show, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart, available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. I'll see you next week.